The Marijuana Solution would like to remind you to check out our sponsors after the podcast. We're going to have links to them in the description. Our sponsors are TrueLeave, Sunshine Cannabis, and We Are Rare. Don't forget to check out those links in the description. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a review. We're Florida's first licensed medical cannabis dispensary with locations all throughout Florida, and we deliver all throughout Florida next day. We have the largest selection of products within the allowable delivery methods. Truly products are hand-grown in an environment that keeps it as natural as possible at every turn. We don't use pesticides and we lab test our products and those lab tests are published on our website. So you can be confident at the medication that you're putting into your body. Our favorite products are our vaporization lines, our True Pod, our True Clear is a patient favorite, and we also just recently launched True Flower for patients that want the full entourage effect. At Truly, we're really proud to offer the largest variety to patients, and we're really excited about the future and all of our patients that are helping us expand and grow and make our products even better. Visit our website at www.trueleave.com to find out where all of our dispensaries are located, shop online, learn more about our products, or find a doctor if you haven't gotten started in the medical cannabis process. Hi, it's Chris Sunshine here, the president and founder of Sunshine Cannabis. I'm so excited to tell you all about our brand new Sunshine Kush True Pod, available now statewide at all True Leave locations and online at trueleave.com. You can buy the brand new Sunshine Kush True Pod. It comes in a ratio of 8 to 1. It's 710 milligrams of THC and 90 milligrams of CBD. The top terpenes are limonene, linalool, myrcene, and caryophylline. The entourage benefits for patients are unmatched, and the taste is top shelf Kush with a sunshine fruit sparkle at the end. Don't miss it. It's in stock now. Get to your local True Leave or go online to trueleave.com. Buy the brand new 800 milligram pure relief in a pod sunshine kush product from sunshine cannabis and remember sunshine is the best medicine hello everyone you're listening to the marijuana solution and i'm your host robert roundtree in this episode we have a very special guest we have on mr rick naya rick is the founder of alt mass annihilated brands and allele cannabis and genetics he's originally from florida and has been actively involved with the cannabis movement and Indian prohibition since the 60s. He's now up in New Hampshire, where it's freezing cold, by the way, and he's actively involved in the legislative process. He's actually in the middle of working on some new amendments to a bill, and I wanted to bring him on and introduce him to all of you listening to The Marijuana Solution and gain some of this valuable knowledge and insight that he has uh, being on the front lines of the drug war for the last 50 years. How are you doing today, Rick? Hello. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you to Sunshine State, my home state. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. I feel very honored and blessed uh, to be on air with you today and sharing a little bit about uh, where we are here in New Hampshire. And the analysis of the bill uh, is a bill that establishes procedures for the legalization, regulization, and taxation of cannabis, the licensing and regulation of cannabis establishments, and the regulation of hemp and hemp products, and it makes appointments thereof. So what we've done is uh, throughout the last year, we did an extensive study with all of the states who have had legalized cannabis, and we brought them in uh, on different occasions throughout the year to study how their pros and cons of the industry were. And what we were able to do within the last year was develop one of the most comprehensive ever established uh, cannabis uh, programs 
that our uh, committee had developed, uh, that now is the time for New Hampshire to step up uh, with the rest of the states in New England and allow for cannabis legalization. So that's where I'm, I'm pretty much at. I'm very dedicated to uh, what's going on. Uh, I'm so glad that you're bringing me on air to voice this uh, in Florida. Uh, it is. Uh, I was born and raised in uh, Palm Beach, Florida. I spent the, the better part of uh, 30 years uh, in South Florida, and uh, I moved uh, to New Hampshire uh, to just escape, to see what it was like in the mountains. And I fell in love here, and uh, the cannabis movement began, and the calling. So I felt that uh, it was time for me to voice the you know 40 years or 45 years of experience, not only uh, using cannabis uh, medicinally, but educating myself at every avenue uh, from the genetics aspects to the growing aspects to the retail and marketing and growing and all the different things that are required uh, to bring cannabis to fruition in an industry. That of which I'm very proud to be part of and to watch the youth and uh, to young enterprises and people who are out there bringing uh, this medicine to a cause and a movement that is now uh, truly tipping the scales of uh, industry and as Early as yesterday, the uh, NATO and the International Tribune came out and stated that uh, cannabis needs to be uh, changed in the treaties and we need to reschedule cannabis worldwide. So as we move forward, cannabis is really taking leaps and bounds, even at the federal levels. And as we move forward every single day here in New Hampshire, we fight to bring common sense policy to the citizens of this great state. Uh, just as you guys are in Florida, we need policies that are going to help citizens' rights to feel what it's like to have liberty in your lifetime. Uh, no one should have uh, a plant that was gifted by seed uh, to be taken from their diet, specifically one that works with our endocannabic system and brings health and wellness and stability uh, to our organs. Uh, it's the actual orchestrator of our peptides and enzymes and nutrients throughout our, our body. It's what actually guides that balance within us. Many people don't have an indeficiency. Some of us do, like myself. And cannabis helps bring me that well-being and that balance and that feeling of uh, just being virtuous and, and, and being able to go out every day in a happy manner and help change the world. That's what I believe cannabis is doing right now. We're helping revolutionize the way people think. Uh, we're helping people uh, in businesses. Uh, we're helping uh, educate, uh, not only in the public safety, but also in schools and uh, around the nation. Uh, I think that also what we're looking at uh, when we're seeing some of the statistics that are coming up about cannabis is because they're just now being studied. So when they say things about impairment and driving, remember, cannabis is an oil base. It's not a water base. It stays in our system uh, for up to 30 days, some of us less, some of us more. And that doesn't mean that when they had an accident uh, two weeks after they consumed cannabis that they were under the influence. So those statistics that we're looking at are still a bit skewed. And as we grow uh, exponentially in the industry, uh, I'm sure that with sciences, they're going to find a way to be able to test somebody whether they're going to be impaired or not. But right now, what we do is we leave this up to adults, just like we do with pharmacopoeia, as well as alcohol. Adults have rights and we make decisions and choices. And we do that uh, every single day uh, in our existence. And we've done a pretty darn good job about that. It's when this long arm of the federal government got involved and pulled away hemp and cannabis from our diets that we started to see the medical problems. And many of us know that uh, the medical industry now is facing a, a, a big swath from cannabis and the studies that were be, are, are coming out and more and more of them. So very soon, and I'm not gonna say that cannabis is the cure all. Cannabis is not. Cannabis helps many people 
in their balance and well-being, and it can cure cancers and can alleviate many different medical conditions that we've experienced. I think with uh, good exercise and, and good diets and a little bit of cannabis to help, I think it does help uh, round us out and give us a well-being or a sense of well-being. So, again, moving forward here in New Hampshire, that's what it's about, bringing common sense policy at hearings, educating people who have been indoctrinated with data and science that is not biased, and uh, bringing good joy. Uh, because, I, as I say to people all the time, cannabis can't see, and it can't judge. It doesn't judge anybody. It can only bring forth the truth. So by operating in the truth and the light and the word with science and with professional information and data that we can provide, we can help change the world. And that's what we're doing. So Absolutely. that's where I'm at. Awesome, brother. So you got a handful there. Yeah, that was freaking awesome. Um, so there's a bunch of things that I would like to uh, explore from what you were just talking about. First, before I forget it, the NATO thing, that's huge. Um, yeah, it's quite something to hear that the uh, the international body has stood up. They held back for about uh, five weeks. It's been they, they said that they were going to make the announcement, but they finally came out yesterday. It, you'll see it posted on my Facebook page, uh, Rick Naya. And uh, yeah, they finally stood up and said the cannabis must be rescheduled internationally and change the treaties the way that they are because there are too many nations now that are already uh, in, in the full process from Canada, Argentina, South America, uh, different countries throughout Europe. And uh, it, it's expanding worldwide. Uh, wait till Africa gets involved. Uh, it's going to be quite something when hemp gets back into an industry and it creates jobs and technology and sciences, and it expands in the banking and the insurances for medical and for businesses. Uh, I think it's time to get away from this, uh, the, the process of, of demeaning it and bringing it to the forefront and allowing it to expand exponentially and bring, uh, you know, revenue and tax bases to cities. Uh, here's another thing I'd like to share <clears throat> here in New Hampshire, uh, because we have a small electrical grid. Uh, we have in this amendment that I'm working on today are trying to incur at least 25% of uh, farmers that are going to be growing to use 25% of renewable energy, whether it be hydroelectric or whether it be solar. We're trying to find a way to bring it away from the electrical and bring it back to the communities uh, by getting involved in solar. Uh, you know, they put the money up for the panels, but then the landowners get money back and their power paid. And then there's taxation base that comes back to the, to the town. And then if that farmer decides to grow cannabis, he also pays a tax to the town. So there's absolutely not only in you know, hundreds of thousands, we're talking tens of millions of dollars that can go back to towns that didn't have that form of income. This can help towns in ways that it's just an amazing opportunity to stimulate the socioeconomic impact that the drug war had and allow people who maybe had been arrested or had not had opportunities to get jobs in fields that they like and that they can make money and be happy at and not have that looming fact that they were once subject to a failed drug war and they can move forward happily in their world and in their lives and bring good peace and harmony to society. I think it's a big task. Oh, it's it's huge. And, you know, the reformation of our criminal justice system and how it deals with cannabis and a lot of the other substances that, in my opinion, will eventually become legal as well, is we really need to tackle that. Uh, you know, a lot of people, myself included, for misdemeanor cannabis charges, have issues with things like 
finding housing, somebody wanting to rent you a home because you have this right. cannabis charge, um, right. getting a job, get, all kinds right, of things. Right, I can't get school money. They won't fund my school, my, my, my education because I had, a, I had a criminal record because I had a joint. I mean, let's think about that. That's just terrible. It's an injustice to humanity, what we've done. And, and another thing, too, when we use the word uh, cannabis, just use the word cannabis. Don't, let's don't use the word marijuana. It's an invented word. Uh, it's a derogatory word, and it displaces races. And uh, I just, I, I'm not going to be subject to uh, uh, the perpetuity and uh, the continuance of degrading our citizens. We, we're a melting pot of people, and to go after people of color at a level of like 80% more than any other, it, it's terrible. It's an injustice. And then we were wondering what the big problem was with jobs and why our nation was having difficulty. Well, when cannabis started coming around, and now that the scales have tipped how many states and medical, people have been able to get jobs due to citizens like myself fighting for legislation to change laws that allow people that have been arrested to have their records expunged for cannabis arrests. That has opened up avenues for people. And I, I am very proud to be one of the, the very many that go after the socioeconomic harms that we have created with a failed drug war. And adults have spoken. We have over 74% of the state citizens in New Hampshire that want cannabis legal. And that is a tremendous amount to have a governor say that he's still going to continue to fight it. That's a sad day yeah, when that's... a governor that was elected to listen to the people that steps aside and subjugates himself in that manner. So I believe now is the time that New Hampshire step forward. We override any form of veto or that the governor wakes up and realizes this is what the people want. I have to stand with my people and we'll do it the right way. You had a commission. We did the right thing. We have a bill. It mimics the commission's recommendations. Now he should move forward with honor because the citizens have spoken and it's time for a newer New Hampshire. We can't continue down the path that we were. Very soon, New Hampshire will be facing a lot more taxes and a lot more issues that we're not used to because they're not allowing our citizens to live free and bring an industry in that is necessary to stabilize New England and the black market and the drug epidemic that we're faced with, the opiate problems that we're faced with. All the states that seem to have legalized cannabis are seeing a waning away from opiates. It's helping the situation, yet we continue to turn the blind eye to cannabis. It's sad, but again, it's people like myself, Erica Goltler, Heather Marie Brown, Joe Lachance, uh, Glenn Aldrich, Matt Simon, uh, Rennie Cushing, Paul Tomei, John Burt, there are so many people in my state that I could continue saying, uh, Rep O'Connor, um, Representative Cleaver, Representative Butler, Representative McGuire, Rep Webb, Rep Tanner, Rep Wallace, Rep Knurk, Rep Conley. Uh, there are so many, Senator Regan, Senator Hennessy. There are so many people that I'd like to thank. Senator French, there's so many people out there that work to help in a common sense manner in our state. I'm just so very proud that citizens have given me a window to speak on behalf of what is right for the citizens of New Hampshire, not for businesses, not for industries. Even though I am in this industry, I'm protecting this industry for the citizens of the state of New Hampshire so that, that the jobs can stay here, so that they don't go out and the money stays in the state and it doesn't go back to other cities and countries. We want the people of New Hampshire to be able to prosper and have an opportunity at growing cannabis and bringing it to fruition. So there's a lot in our, in our law that does just that. And I'm very proud of what uh, level of work that I played in bringing this to uh, 
Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's Cannabis Caucus are coming this month to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, Lansing, Michigan, and Philadelphia. Register today using promo code CANNABISRADIO20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. We're dealing with a, a similar issue that just came up, and that is originally our bill was wrote in Florida for companies owned by residents of the state, 30-year businesses. It was it was sold to us that it was, you know, by Floridians, for Floridians. Well, immediately upon licensing, a lot of companies started flipping to, you know, companies out of California, out of Canada. Canada. And, and Canada. so what is, is there anything in the New Hampshire bill or the amendments that you're trying to get into it that uh, would serve as some type of protections? Because you, you did mention that you wanted to preserve it for the citizens of New Hampshire. Uh, what do you plan to do to prevent the big money from coming in from Canada and California and these other states and buying up all the uh, companies? Yeah, that's correct. Well, what we've done is uh, we've done what many states try to do, and it's kind of almost bogus. I hate to say that because business is like a pariah or a piranha. Whenever it sees an opportunity, it goes after it. So let's just develop a law that says, hey, you have to be here for 30 years. Well, I owned a business for 30 years. Yep. And I grow all this stuff. Yep. Well, now you're going to go cannabis. Yep. I'm growing cannabis now. And then a multi-billion dollar company comes up after you've been growing, you know, uh, Florida vegetables and Florida crotons. And uh, yeah, I'm selling my business. So that's, that's kind of what happens. Uh, you have to be able to protect it. And what we've done is we have a three-year minimum requirement for residency on all board members. So anybody that thinks they're going to show up in New Hampshire and buy my company and buy us out and show up and try to gobble up New Hampshire, that's just not going to happen. You have to be a state citizen and you have to be a resident of the state of New Hampshire for three years. And that means that any, any company that comes here and thinks they're going to hire people to be on a board, we're going to know that as well. So there's much, much to do with our cannabis commission, and I'll be holding them accountable as I have for the last, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 years. And uh, that's what we do. We have to hold uh, the elected officials accountable. And that's how it's done, uh, people. Get out there. It's not just about voting. It's find out who your local legislator is, who your local senator is. Befriend them. Find out where their positions are. Find out where their businesses are. Find out where their assets are. Find out where their financial interests are. And then you'll be able to make a better determination if they're doing the right thing. If not, run for office yourself or 
work with people who write bills and rules and laws, befriend them and restructure. That's what I'm doing right now today. I'm restructuring a bill that we wrote that the taxation portion was taken from another state. And I was no part of that. But after reading it and being a business person, I realized that's set up for failure. We need to do something about that. We need an amendment. And that's what we're doing now. We're amending a law that we thought that wasn't going to benefit the farmer, the local town and cities, and it was going to benefit the state. So we want to benefit the local people. We want to benefit the retailer, the local mom and pop shop, the local mom and pop growers, the local distributors and manufacturers. We're trying to keep it hometown. If you allow cannabis to go industrial, I think people that already are involved, they know that the bigger you get, the crappier your cannabis becomes. Your cannabis is symbiotic to the environment that it's growing in. And if you can't give it that love and affection, it knows it. And your cannabis doesn't seem to keep up like some of the other uh, smaller growers that are giving it the tender, loving care and winning the, the awards. And it's funny that the big growers grow the cannabis that I design and others. So you got to leave it to the industry professionals. And that's people like me, the grassroots people, the people, the farmer, the guy that's been growing for the last 40 or 50 years. We know the plant and we have a relationship with it. Money doesn't. And that's the, that's a big problem that people that get into this industry they believe it's all about the changing and the money. Well, it's about the patient. It's about health and well-being. It's about destigmatizing the law. It's about helping children who have suffered dearly with medical conditions and neurological disorders. It's about helping humanity and society. And those people that get involved in it for the right cause, those are the businesses that do well. Those are the ones that bring sunshine, like sunshine cannabis. And truly, they're trying to do things with their hearts. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm with you today, because I believe in those people and they believe in the same message that I'm carrying. For there are very few people that are chosen. And those of us that are chosen to become cannabis warriors have to sacrifice more than most people think. They think that we're only into this for the rainbow or the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I'm afraid not. Those of us that come from financial affluence understand what it's about. It's about helping people. It's about paying people a good salary and a good job so that they can be happy and produce and, and give back to the community and give back to the towns and the state. That's what it's about. It's a, it's a, it's a family business. It's not an individual's corporation like my own. It's about the people who've enabled it to get to where it's at. It's about the community. It's about your friends and families. That's how we spread this message. Yeah. And what I like about the cannabis industry, uh, what I kind of see, and it's even at the big corporate companies, it's very diverse. The people that are working in the industry, uh, you just mentioned Truly, they actually just won the diversity and inclusion um, of the year award from Minorities for Medical Marijuana. And, I saw that. That was an honor. It's an yeah. honor to receive an award like that. Yeah, I've absolutely. been nominated as the Cannabis Activist of the Year Award in, in uh, New Hampshire. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yep. It's at the NECAN. So if anybody wants to go vote for me as a Floridian and support me, please go to NECAN and uh, vote for the activists and uh, go to New Hampshire and vote for Rick Naya. You heard it, folks. Vote for Rick yeah, Naya. Go up in... support. Yep. Here's a Florida boy up in New Hampshire. And I want to share something with the, with the state of Florida. I, I didn't turn my back on you guys. I made a transfer. I had to move. I had to get away from Florida during a time when things weren't good for me. And I turned to a, a state that welcomed me. And I dedicated that because of the type of people that they are, their convictions. They have tenacity. And they don't 
quit. They continue. And that's the same kind of person I am. I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. And I lead by convictions and moral passion for cannabis. So, you know, it's something else. I'm a Floridian. And I get friends and family that always call me, come home and help us in Florida. Go, go to Tallahassee, Ricky, please. We have the money. We'll help you. We need you there. And it really breaks my heart that I dedicated myself to New Hampshire and the calling was here. Um, but still with the support of people like Chris and True Leave and yourself and many, many others, Florida, Normal, Central Florida, Southern, everybody in Florida that knows me. Thank you so much for the continued love and support, because if I weren't here, you could believe one thing. I'd be right alongside you guys fighting for legalization in the state of Florida. Amen. Again, you know, amen to that, brother. Legalization is happening. In Florida, we have Regulate Florida, which just recently passed the halfway mark to getting to Supreme Court review, which is the first step in the process for getting the ballot or getting it onto the ballot. And for those of y'all listening, you have to collect about 76,000, uh, don't quote me on that, I know it's um, in the mid-70s, petitions, they get verified by the state, and then that will send it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court then reviews the amendment that is uh, trying to get on the ballot and certifies it as being ballot-worthy or not. And then once it becomes certified on the ballot, or to go on the ballot, we have till the end of the year to collect about a million petitions. So we are doing really good and we're going to be at Supreme Court review here pretty soon. And that will be the first adult use petition in Florida that has made it to the Supreme Court review. Um, and Florida is actually cruising pretty quick from medical to adult use transition. And I believe a big reason for that is all the shenanigans that have been going on here in the state. You know, for yeah, I agree. Four years I have to agree with, with you. Scott. I want to share this with you, Robert. You know, when you guys started this and I found out what was going on, I knew almost immediately what type of monopoly and what type of opportunity was shed from citizens. It was almost an injustice to the state citizens of Florida who voted to have this done. And I'm so proud to know so many people from Regulate Florida and you guys who have stepped up fully now. And I want to tell anybody that's listening, please. Go out, find Regulate Florida, get online, find the form, sign the form, get the form, get your friends and family, get behind this. This has to happen. This is no longer a joke anymore. This must happen. Absolutely. It absolutely must happen. We have to get it done. Regulate Florida will allow everyone to have a minimum or a max of six mature plants. That's um, the counties cannot do lower than that, but individual counties could increase the limit. There's no canopy size on that. And then for vegetative plants, there's no uh, limitation on that. So for those of you out there that have GI issues, Crohn's, things of that nature, where juicing would really, really help. And for those of you that just want to get your body into a state of homeostasis, you know, juicing the raw cannabis is very very good it works great for you the um the thca is i mean it's just amazing stuff it's alive yeah yeah juicing cannabis if people don't know this now they need to understand by taking cannabis uh without even having mature buds on it and i'm not even talking plants that are a foot high you're talking six four to six inch high plants you can grow these things so readily and so quickly especially now with genetics and, and cell cells 
that you can just use cells to grow crops of this to be juiced. Like you said, it brings homeostasis to the body, which means it allows your body's organs to be happy, to be in balance and have well-being. So if everybody's listening out there, uh, you talk about the smoothie and the green rush. Well, if you want to stay healthy, uh, <laughs> cannabis and hemp uh, juiced is an incredible way to start your day. <laughs> cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore and Miami. Register today using promo code CANNABISRADIO20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. We have been starving, you know, our endocannabinoid system as a society for many generations now. Obviously some brave enterprising folks in the black market have, you know, so graciously managed to keep this plan alive despite, you know, there literally being trillions of dollars spent over the decades. A war. To fight right. This I was plan. under a war. Yeah, we were under war. Chris and I were literally under a war. And can you imagine growing the very first indoor hybrids back in, you know, the, the early 70s? Are you kidding me? And going into the 80s when it was really huge and DEA and FBI and intelligence, telephone wiring, tapping and all those things were going on. Do you know what that was like for us? Incredible. Oh, nerve wracking. Very nerve wracking. It's a movie. It's a movie. Some of the stuff that we've gone through, Chris and I, are like being in a movie. And it, it's it's been... You know, yeah, it's been quite scary at times. You know, life, life changing, life threatening. It's been something. I was, I was the intermediary between guys like y'all and you know the rest of the market. I've been robbed. I have been, you know, beat up by police. I've. Oh god! It's just, it's crazy, you know. And yep. to think, all we have to do is make it legal. You know, a lot of people get excited about growing your own. And a lot of people are going to grow their own. The, the 
fact of the matter is, though, most of you out there that think you're, you want to grow your own that have never grown before, you're going to grow maybe one or two harvests and then be like, this is for the birds. I'd rather just go buy it. And people need That's to have exactly safe right. access. People have to have safe access for this plant. It's just absolutely yep. absurd. I agree with you. And I got to agree with your six plant count. That's the same thing that we have in our bill. With six plants in a rotation, uh, people understand and they know how to grow and they're growers, whether they be outdoor plants or indoor plants, you'll be able to suffice on your turnarounds. And it, it, it's doable. It's doable, folks. Now, some people that need help, you should be able to get help from your neighbor. And if they, and their neighbors pull together and you come together as a community, you help patients. You help one another. Someone has a major tumor or some cancer or a child's experienced some tremendous convulsions and they can't get through it. Well, turn to your community. Your community can help. Look what's going on around the nation, how parents who are protecting their children and in fear of the courts. That's just the saddest day ever that we've been killing children with neurotoxins and petrograde chemicals for the last 80 years. And people just sit there and believe. Well, what the toxic have. stuff we have in our environment is just absolutely dis disgusting. Right? And for those of y'all listening to the marijuana solution. It's an amazing thing what's going on. It's amazing. But I want to share something. I'll be in Florida, everybody, and I'm going to be putting down some some work here with uh, a number of different big, big players in the state of Florida. And uh, we're going to get involved in the hemp industry. And I'm hoping, as we've seen what's happened with our Everglades and how the sugar plantations have done the damage that they've done, now is the time to start doing our alternating fields, hemp and sugar, hemp and sugar. The hemp will clean it up. We can bioprocess the mass and use it for feed to cattle and for a number of different other things and bring our Everglades back to health. And that is something that's going to be a critical play in this new program with our 420 Foundation with William Medina and a number of other critical players, Mike Minardi, a bunch of players in this industry have come together to do something that's going to help stimulate Florida in a manner that helps, again, not only socioeconomics, but the actual fauna and nature of the ecological aspects of the damages that we've done. So onward as we move, uh, it's, it's, it's always a better day every day in the cannabis industry in this arena. For those of you that want to get involved, please stay tuned. Listen to Regulate Florida. Hang out with Robert Roundtree. Get together with Sunshine and Chris Sunshine and Chris Williams and all the folks that truly live. Educate yourselves. Have your voices heard. Get involved. It's the only way that you're going to make a change. Don't sit back in the chair and think it's going to happen that way. It takes leaders and people that are going to step up to bring this to fruition and we need every single one of our sunshine state family to come together and make this happen brother. absolutely and that's what i always tell people you know get out and get involved if all you can do is you know work from the computer that's great you know share the post like them comment send them to your friends and family for those of you that can actually get up and get out and get involved and have the time and resources to do so I highly, highly encourage you to do so. There's all kinds of stuff going on from, you know, city council to county commission meetings. Uh, this Monday, I'll be up in Tallahassee speaking on the first reading of SB 182, which is the bill filed by Senator Jeff Brandes to end the smoking ban in Florida. There are events you can go to. There are meetup groups and become engaged. The more of you that are listening to the Marijuana Solution right now, they get involved the quicker that the change we all want to see is going to happen. We obviously need a lot of help with Regulate Florida. We need people to help with petitioning, and we need donations. It, we only have two years to collect a little over a million petitions, and 
Now, I don't know if I don't know if this is the case, but and I don't even know if I'm, I'm speaking out of line, but I think that there's going to be some support coming here very shortly for both uh, from normal and regulate Florida. Am I not correct, or is that something that's? Oh yeah, no, th- definitely. So Sunshine Cannabis is committed to donating a portion of all proceeds to Regulate Florida. Here we go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's a real commitment. That's what I'm talking about. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. That's how people got to step up. Get out there. Do like Sunshine Cannabis and truly get up there. Put something where your mouth is. Let's get the state moving. And it's not only about the company making money; it's about giving it back. And that's what people don't understand yet. Uh, they still think these big corporations are out to steal all this big billions of dollars. Well, listen, it takes billions to make billions, but it's the people that do it. You have to find the right companies and corporations that do it together. And that's what's important. Critical, critical. Uh, 100%. L- listen, everyone that's listening. I'm really, proud. I'm really proud of my homeboy, you know. My, that's a homeboy to me. Yeah. He's a can of worry to me, Chris Williams. We cut, he, he's a little bit newer school, but he grew up in my, my crew, my fans, my, the old schools. And he understands something that's very important to give homage and credence where it's deserved and where it's true, proper gentleman style. Absolutely. And, you know, the commitment that the, the company has made is ongoing and it's indefinite until Regulate Florida gets on the ballot or something else happens that brings cannabis legal. The company is going to continue to donate. And I encourage anyone else that has a brand or a company that's generating revenue especially if you're generating revenue in the cannabis industry, um, everyone out there selling hemp, selling CBD, donate your money. I call it the arena. We have the cannabis arena right on, brother. You got it. You're hitting it, man. You're killing it. Yes, that's exactly right, man. You you, you got it, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, You know, I'm really stoked. I'm so excited about it. I'm really looking forward to the day that I can come Absolutely. down. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to having you. Hook up with Chris and with Truly and, and, and have a get together and, and, and do some publicity down in Florida for my Florida family and, and share some of that sunshine love, man. 100%. That's what it's all about, man. And you know, there, there's also Sunshine Compassion that we have with Sunshine Cannabis. And that is a program where every month we give away uh, free medical marijuana recommendations. Uh, obviously only to qualified patients and that gives them an opportunity to go see the doctor free of charge. And it's something that we're very, very passionate about something that Chris has always been extremely compact, you know, passionate about. He's one of the most generous people that I know, you know, he, he is always wanting to show love and give back. And that's something that sunshine cannabis is about. And as a matter of fact, Rick, today Sunshine Cannabis at 420 is giving away two tickets to the Florida Medical Cannabis Conference where Congressman Matt Gates is going to be speaking. And it's, yeah, it's it's a big event, especially oh, wow. for Florida. Rick Scott. Oh, wow, that's exciting. All right, man. Well, you know what that means. Everybody's got to get out there and be ready to get that award because that's a great honor to be able to be sitting amongst those industry leaders and professionals oh, in that manner. Oh, for sure. So um, there's a lot of great things coming on during that weekend it's three days there's a ton of great information and education that will be getting presented and you know if, if it gets too cold up there rick you it's always sunny down here in florida come on down we we'd love to have you in, in the sunshine state just don't bring that damn cold with you thank you for the invite man. do not bring the snow <laughs> you're welcome yeah that's really awesome man i really appreciate that you know this is when our uh, judicial system begins here our judiciary and legislature begins and uh I've got to be here at the state house, you know, uh, 
like many people say, uh, you know, you're right where you used to be. Yep. That's where I'm supposed to be. The calling has me here and I will not let go of the reins of that chariot until we bring legalization home in a manner by which not only myself, but the citizens can be proud to know that the efforts that we put forth and the accountability that I kept upon the legislators, the reps and the senators throughout this process, I, I can honestly say that when that day happens, you know, I'll be proud until then. Onward and forward we go to a newer New Hampshire and a newer Florida. One hundred percent, and you know we're going to connect all those states in between too along the way. I think we may see some federal action Absolutely. this year, Rick. There's been a lot of chatter about it. Oh. What, what's your opinion on the federal situation? Yep, on the federal situation because I'm relatively connected to that uh, in more ways than one. Uh, you're right. Uh, by the announcement that came out uh, by the International Tribunal to uh, reschedule cannabis worldwide opens up avenues now for our nation to now rescind the treaties that were there and open up international trade, open up international uh, information that can be shared uh, from sciences and technologies. Uh, there's so much that's going to start happening here in the next several uh, years, five to 10 years, cannabis exponential will be, be growing in a way that's like, what happened? And then in probably 15 to 20 years, it will become part of everybody's daily life and production from cars, manufacturing, oils, everything that exists and what we're working through. In 20 years, we'll be unfolding this in a manner that's it's worldwide. It'll be global. Oh, absolutely. It's going global. And I think cannabis, you know, we're most people are still just focused on the consumption of it and, you know, some of the hemp aspects. But this plant is about to be the biggest disrupting yeah. force the global economy has seen in a long time. It, I mean, ever, it, yeah, ever, it, ever, ever, ever. And it's happening it now. It's happening at Allele Genetics and Allele Cannabis. It's, it's happening at all kinds of places. That are, the key to this industry at the moment uh, isn't just being able to grow, and it's to, to be able to process it. And it's the people who invest those hundreds of millions of dollars in the processing systems to take the stocks, the bulk, the biomass, and be able to run it all through these systems to make it paper and to make it clothing and to get it ready for processing for all of those other, you know, 80,000 items that can be made from it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely so amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's ama Imagine that. You just let's say 10,000 items. Imagine how many billions and billions and billions of dollars of different industries and technologies will occur with those. Oh, it's, I mean, the possibilities are unlimited. They are. It's amazing to see how quick the pace of legalization is picking up, specifically because of how big of a disruptor the plant is going to be, because we have pushback from big pharma, big ag, you know, big oil, all yeah. of these different. Yeah, I mean, Everybody. it can replace so many things. Yeah, big oil is big pharma. So, you know, everybody has to understand something when you talk about chemicals. And you talk about Pfizer and all these companies that make the pills that everybody consumes, that, you know, the opiates and all these drugs. What was that? I'm sorry. 98% of them, 98% of them come out of crude oil through refining. That's why they call petrograde chemicals. That's what they make chemicals from, folks. So when you read the first sentence on the, on the six pages they give you from your prescription, it says this may cure this or it may alleviate that. And then the other six and a half pages are talking about death and damage to your organs. Let's just think about why. Would you drink gasoline? No. To cure yourself? Right. The damn pharmaceutical ads are ridiculous. I saw one the other day, and it's about Botox for headaches. And it said 
Botox for headaches works seven to eight times, you know, can take care of seven to eight headaches over like, I forget what the time frame they had. They were like, and the placebo did six to seven. It's, it's not even, it's like negligibly better than a placebo. And they're injecting you with botulism for a headache. And just think about this, that they, that the FDA allows that. They encourage it. They encourage it. And, and if you go around the world and you look at all the other medical uh, states, states that have, you know, their medical commissions and so forth, so 50% of the stuff that we do to our people in our nation is banned in all the other nations. Yeah, a lot of the chemicals that we use here are banned in other countries. Europe's pretty good about chemicals compared to America, like a lot better, don't you think? Yep, that is right. Right, I saw a list of that just the other day. That's why I said it, it wasn't quite 50%, but it's a, it's a whole bunch of stuff that you think, are you kidding me? Well, yeah, remember, when... When chemicals started to become what they were, everything was holistics. We didn't have chemicals in our bodies. There were no such things as those types of pills will cure everything. Remember that, people. The last 75 years, what they've done is poisoned us and allowed the medical industry to propagate and grow with the insurance industry together, all from this petrograde medical. It's, it's a huge siphon of, of life. Oh, for sure. Can yeah, you, man. Um, yeah, it's sad. We're we're getting close to coming on to uh, end time, and I wanted to make sure everyone knew what uh, those three companies are that that you founded and what their purpose were. Each of them. Okay. All right. Well, what I did is I founded Annihilated Brands, A N A Y A L A T E D Brands, and that's where I brand the seeds of cannabis that I've designed. And the world is yet to see. I've been designing for the last 30 years privately, and I've kept over 80% of mine private. And all of them have been Cannabis Cup winning variants. And I, um, I just did something miraculous very recently uh, with probably one of the rarest males in the world and pollinated my entire brood. So now I have a, a corral and a legacy that's going to be unfolded through the allele cannabis and allele genetics division. So annihilated develops them and grows them and we give them a name we bring it over to allele to foster them and get them prepared for genetics and make sure that they're you know chromiographed and patent processed and everything's you know in order and then we ship them over to my other company and partnership which is alt mass to do the growing and uh where we do extraction so all of this is coming together now and in the next several uh, months and then within a year or two all of this will be coming to fruition we'll be showing it through radio and live podcasts and television and uh, I'm really looking forward to exposing what it's like to be an ordinary person, a minority, work your way up the ranks throughout the last 40 years, give it everything and sacrifice everything to be a cannabis activist, to be rewarded and blessed in the cannabis arena and the industry. So I'll unfold all these things as time goes. And I want to give peace, love and happiness. Mahalo to everybody in South Florida and all of the state of Florida, my friends up at Swamp City and Gainesville. Greenwise TV, there's so many people I want to thank and, and give thanks to for bringing it to fruition. University of Florida, Palm Beach Gardens, Miami, everybody, the Tri-County, Broward. There's so many people I, I have to give thanks to. I can't even begin to tell you the West Coast, Myers, everywhere. The state of Florida is my home. The Panhandle folks, boy, we, we have such a diverse state and we're so blessed to have it. And I just hope that in the next year or two, we'll be able to take cannabis and move it forward for all people to experience liberty in their lifetime. Amen, brother. I couldn't have said it better myself.
thank you so much for taking this time to uh, come on the show. And everyone listening, we're going to continue to have Rick back on periodically over, you know, the weeks and months as it goes on. And maybe he can tell us some of those crazy Florida stories from back in the 60s and 70s. So stay tuned. Right on. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Robert. God bless you all. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. God bless you. Have a good one. God bless you. Thank you very much. We'll talk soon, brother. Aware, aware of the Star Wars solution.